0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the White House appears to want to take aim at federal defense employee unions. Meanwhile, DISA has suffered a major data breach. And the fate of the Pentagon's Strategic Capabilities Office remains unknown. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. We now know where the administration stands on defense employee unions. The White House published a memo the president signed last month that allows the defense secretary to exclude civilian employees from current collective bargaining law. It gave Secretary Mark Esper that authority for national security reasons, but the memo wasn't public for three weeks, and it may now lend way for DOD to strip bargaining rights from its employees. DOD is dealing with a major data breach. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. About 200,000 people are getting free credit monitoring services after the Defense Information Systems Agency suffered a data breach. The defense agency says the data loss happened sometime during the May to July 2019 timeframe where personal information, including social security numbers, may have been compromised. Since the breach, DOD says it's put additional security measures in place to prevent future incidents and are adopting new protocols to increase protection of all PII. I'm Jason Miller. A significant budget cut may be coming to the Pentagon's Strategic Capabilities Office. It wants to give the SCO about $770 million next year, or about one-third less than it received in 2020. The office has been in flux over the past couple years. Congress considered getting rid of it in 2018 because its functions are being taken up by other shops in the Pentagon. Others have suggested SCO should be a part of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. A former analyst at the Defense Intelligence Agency has pleaded guilty to passing classified information to members of the media. Prosecutors say Henry Fries leaked secrets about foreign nations' weapon systems to two reporters and an overseas counterterrorism consulting group. He's scheduled to be sentenced in June. DOD will adopt five foundational principles for the ethical deployment of artificial intelligence. These principles stem from the AI recommendations that its Defense Innovation Board approved last October. The recommendations the board sent to Defense Secretary Esper for consideration included avoiding unintentional AI bias and ensuring human operators maintain certain levels of judgment over the deployment of AI systems. The Defense Logistics Agency says it will be the first to deploy bots that require no human interaction at all. DLA has deployed over 50 bots that are saving at least 130,000 man-hours a year, but those still require someone to monitor them. DLA says it will launch the first unattended bots this year. It's part of DLA's ongoing efforts to deploy robotics process automation. A new audit says the Pentagon awarded almost 900 million dollars in small business contracts to companies who should not have gotten them. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The DOD Inspector General took a deep dive into a sample of small business set-aside contracts. The Pentagon awarded to 29 companies and found that 16 of them weren't actually eligible for those awards. In most cases, that's because the companies didn't meet the government's criteria for service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. Under DOD contracting rules, companies self certify that they qualify for those set-asides, but the IG says the department doesn't have procedures in place to verify whether that's true. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Army is trying to be all it can be when it comes to ad campaigns, the service is considering bumping up how much it spends on recruitment ads. Currently, it spends about $160 million on advertisements. However, Brigadier General Alex Fink, leader of Army Enterprise Marketing, says that's about 60% of where the budget needs to be. The Army is considering taking funds from bonus programs and changing the size of the recruiting force to give more money to advertising. Data will fuel the Agriculture Department's new innovation agenda. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue kicked off the program yesterday by laying out three broad goals, all underpinned by better data. The information will help spark the adoption of better conservation. <clears throat> the information will help spark the adoption of better conservation efforts and decision making to bring in new technology. The goal of this entire effort is to increase agricultural production by 40 percent while cutting the environmental footprint in half by 2050. New data from the Federal Communications Commission shows the so-called digital divide is closing and there's more competition to provide broadband services. The FCC says substantial progress has been made from 2016 to 2018. The agency says during those two years, the amount of people without Internet access dropped by 74%. Federal technology executives are not worried about agency budget cuts proposed by the Trump administration. For more, here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Commerce Department CIO Andre Mendez says that while it's crucial to justify every dollar of request, his experience is that Congress tends to restore information technology funds administrations try to trim. He says better IT accountability would help justify both costs and benefits. William Pratt, a technology director in the Homeland Security Department's CIO office, says DHS is a safe organization budget-wise, whomever is in the White House. They spoke at a meeting of the Association for Federal IRM. I'm Tom Temin. In a federal advisory committee charged with recommending taxpayer service improvements to the IRS is accepting new members. The Taxpayer Advocacy Panel, overseen by the Independent National Taxpayer Advocate, seeks members to serve a three-year term on the board, Last year, it issued more than 200 recommendations to the IRS to improve its services. Current members have backgrounds in local government, the military, higher education, and more. The taxpayer advocate will accept applications through March 30th. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.